Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover, all for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 5,000 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 5,000. Enjoy! Broadcasting to the four corners of the conservative universe, it's the Matlock Show. He loves all things conservative politics, and if there's a microphone nearby, you can bet he'll be the one beating the left over the head with it. And now, a true original, the common sense conservative, here's your host, Matlock. All right, all right, all right. So glad you're along for the ride. Matt Locke here. Head over at Real Matt Locke on Instagram, Twitter, and on Parlor. You can find us on Facebook, The Cartel Matt. And of course, The Matt Locke Show. Man, this week is flying by. Lots of going on in the news. But I have to tell you, I've got a special guest. I've got a special guest on the program that really needs no introduction. I mean, the guy is funny. He is the drive time guy down in Houston, KSEV, AM 700. I want to welcome back to the program my brother from another mother, Chris X. How are you doing, my man? What is up, my rocker from another locker? Oh, I miss the, you know, it's funny because I miss the whole cartel days, my friend. I miss the cartel days. I miss the Trump impersonations. I miss the funniness. I I, I miss my Chris X. I miss my, my Chris X radio. But man, you are rocking and rolling down in Houston. I'll just say this. Things in Houston are fantastic. They're huge. They're terrific. It's probably the greatest time ever in the history of the world, believe me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my man so you're on let, let, let's make sure everybody knows so if you're listening to the matlock show here today make sure you tune in it's the am channel am dial 700 ksev you're on from four to six central that is correct monday through thursday four to six i hold down the airwaves on 700 am that would be the voice of texas which i know you got a big national audience here i just try to keep it texas wise on my oh uh, you got a big audience and you know it's huge it's huge it's so big it's huge Believe me, Matlock, it's huge. Oh, my God, dude. So we, we got to talk. I'm so glad you came onto the program, and I certainly appreciate it. You know, you're my brother from another mother. But, I mean, it, are, are we living in some really interesting times? Oh, you know what's weird is we, we did the conservative cartel together, what was it, about a little over a year ago or so. And I thought at that time, I really thought, this is crazy. This has got to be the pinnacle of talk radio. There's so much going on. We're never going to run out. Since then, things have not only doubled, they've tripled, they've quadrupled. I know talking to you just off the air, 
I used to, in the old days, 20 years ago when I first started doing radio, sometimes you had to struggle to find something to talk about. <laughs> Nowadays, I, the struggle is what not to talk about, to, co to narrow it down to what you're actually going to cover. It is absolute crazy up in this Trumpocalypse. Well, and, and you're, you're so right, Chris, because it, it's amazing. It, it, people ask me all the time, you ever worry about running out of things to talk about. I'm like, do you see who's president? Do, do you see who's running the free world? There is never a lack. And you're right. My biggest problem now, I went from three hours down to an hour podcast, is what do you talk, what, what do you throw out? Here's my question. How did you go from going three hours a day, now you're down to an hour? I imagine when you finish the show, you're probably ready to turn right around and do another one because there's just so much going on. Well, I can tell you it's it, it's it's a blessing and a curse because the blessing is I get to pick the freshest stuff and I get to dig deep because I take 60 minutes, no ads. I'm going at it from a podcast. I can put it out there. I can produce it. I can do a lot of different things that I couldn't do in three hours. And it really is a blessing, but it's also, you're right. As soon as I'm done, I'm like, dang it. I could have said this. I could have said this, but you always got to leave the audience wanting for more, right? No, you're absolutely right. I, and I've checked out your podcast a few times. It's This is actually a great show. And I've noticed compared to when I used to listen to you with the cartel, when you were on for three hours, it, in many ways, it's more condensed. It's more concise. You're never having to fill. You don't, You never run out of energy. You never really ran out of energy before, <laughs> but especially not now. It's like, it's like now you're doing the Matlock show on steroids. Well, I, I have a big mouth. So thank you for saying that very kindly. But l <laughs> let's jump into this because there's a couple things I want to talk to you about why I had you on today. Because we, we, we just got done with the G7. So yeah. Trump's over there just whipping ass in the free world. And, and it's funny because the mainstream media, the only story they want to put out is about how Trump is fumbling the world. Yeah. No, they, they think it's the end of the world. And by the way, thank I'm honored for you to, to have me on this program, but especially in light of things, it's so funny. You watch the lamestream media, as, as we call them. They're, it's Trump. Oh, my God, he's crushing the world. It's terrible. He's he's going to end our country. Everything's wrong. And then you go back and look at it, and you, you, you watch Trump, and he's like, maybe it's going to be the G8 before too long. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> Russia's coming back. And then you go back and dig into the real story, and we're watching this guy, Donald Trump, slowly but surely dismantled China. He's isolating them by making deals with everybody else that no one else would do before him. He's changing the narrative, and they hate him for it. Well, in the, he's the lightning rod, Chris. When I've seen this, and you and I were talking about today when I say what we're going to talk about, Donald Trump, the, the, the most fantastic thing I heard come out of his mouth yesterday is a reporter specifically asked him, Mr. Trump, how do you think this affects you politically? And he says, you know what? I don't care. I don't do this for politics. I do this because I love this country and I'm going to do what's right for mom and pop of middle America. That's what I want to hear, Chris X. And that's what everybody wants to hear that, or well, at least people who love our country, people that support this president with what he's doing. The the thing that I really liked, first of all, well, I liked, was it, I don't know if it was yesterday or the day before when they were asking him, uh, do you ever have second thoughts? And he's like, yeah, I have second thoughts all the time about everything. There you go. There you go. Everything. <laughs> and of course they take that as, oh, he doesn't know what he's doing. The quote that I love was last week when he's getting ready to get on Marine One and he's talking about taking on China. He's like, I'm going to do it. I'm taking on China. I was elected to do this. I'm ch I was chosen. I'm the chosen one. And they lost their minds. And you know why he did that. I mean, it's the laser. You've, you've said this so many times. It's the Donald Trump laser pointer. 
Look yeah. over here why I do what I need to do because you're too stupid to follow me. His Twitter account is the laser pointer for the cat of the Democrat Party. He does it. He'll say things. He does things. And they go crazy on what he just said. And while they're going nuts, he's over there working a deal for uh, uh, China for $75 billion worth of U.S. agricultural and other goods. Or he's going with another $300 billion deal. He's working a deal with Japan while they're calling him incompetent and an idiot and crazy and everything else. He's slowly but surely doing so much more than any president that I can remember. Well, and you're and you're absolutely right. And the thing about this, you know, I talked about I talked about it on the show yesterday. I'm an ag, so I understand it very well. And what is going on is Trump is trying to bring China to their knees. No president has ever taken on China. And all the Democrats are like, oh well, we're the big superpower. We we don't deserve to be the big superpower. We can't treat these people this way. And then what does Trump do? Aren't you tired? of getting bent over the table by China for the last 40 years to the tune of $500 billion a year. I'm done. I shouldn't have to do this. Presidents before me did, but since they didn't, I will. I'm the chosen one. <laughs> it's no, it's true. And he's just like, he'll get up there and he'll, he says things. And I know you know, he kind of talks in circles often. He's a salesman. He's the consummate salesman. But the best thing is when he's like, aren't you tired of it? I'm tired of this. We're not going to be losing. We're going to be winning and it's going to feel good. And, and they do, they lose their minds. They're so used to these people. The thing people, I, I know most of the people who listen to the, the Madlock podcast understand that the reality is, is that these people that have been running things, they're kind of leftists, even though the Republicans were very moderate to the left in many ways, but everyone in the media, all of them, 97% of them donated to Hillary Clinton. Yes. They're all leftists. Okay. And when they hear that, all they want to do is continue to go back this road of globalism, as they say, to allow everybody to get over on America. And Trump's not that way. He's a nationalist. He wants us to win. And you can look at the economy, watching all these crazies in the media beg for a, a recession just so they could try to get rid of him is astonishing. But that is the, the, the crazy mindset of liberalism today. Well, and, and that's a great segue here because, you know, obviously the Japan-U.S. trade is going to put China in a vice. We're going to see where that goes. China has already come out and said, uh, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh, we might want to make a deal. Um, let's not get carried away, Asia. We're the big stick in the region. You can't be going to Japan and Turkey and all these places. But it's a great segue to what you just said because we're, we're talking about moderate. I don't even know. What would you call Joe Walsh? Um, <laughs> I wouldn't call him a moderate Republican. I mean, he came in, you and I were talking on the phone yesterday about this, and I think it's funny, but you know, Joe Walsh was a Tea Party guy. He got swept in in 2010. He was going to right the wrong. He is from the communist state of Illinois. So there is that. I mean, I know Joe Walsh pretty well being from Northeast Indiana. Her, He's a national radio show host. He's on Salem Radio Network, the whole deal. But in your in, in, in your opinion, I want to hear your take. What is behind Joe Walsh running for president of the United States or, or running on the conservative ticket? Yeah, supposedly he's running as a Republican. I'll just the funny thing is, before I give you what I would call him, I'll just say this. You know, uh, yesterday he was on MSNBC's deadline and he said they were talking. He goes, I wouldn't call myself a racist. Oh, well, I got to do my, my Joe Walsh impression. He's like, I wouldn't call myself a racist, but I've said racist things on Twitter. 
That's his words, okay? Dude, that is so spot. How do you? That is so spot on. Now, can you start yelling? Can you start yelling, Joe Walsh? I want to hear you yelling. Here's the problem, okay? Donald Trump is not an American. He's a Muslim like I called Barack Obama when he was president. I, I don't, this dude, to go back now, what do I think of Joe Walsh? Yes. I, I don't know what to think of this dude. He ran as a Tea Party or tried to be conservative. He used to air on 700 AM KSEV. Yeah. He was on in the evenings, and I started listening to him in the beginning. His cadence, that's the reason why I imitate him, is because his cadence was a little weird to me. Yeah. How he just kept going, welcome to the Joe Walsh show. And he he talks like that all the time. Yeah. It's, it's a little weird. Well, at first I'm like, okay, but I like it. I don't care how, if somebody speaks weird, I don't care if it's the quality of what they're saying, the content. Right. Well, Initially, he's pretty good. And then all of a sudden, he went far, uh, we'll just say far left nuts. He, <laughs> he hates Trump. Uh, yep. He just And he can't stand it, even though Trump's doing all the things he claimed he was behind. Yes. And now here he is jumping in the race, trying to primary Trump. I don't think, well, he knows he's got zero chance of winning. He's not going to get the nomination. My only thought is that he's trying to to gin up, I guess, more followers, more people for his radio show, because that's the only thing that makes any sense. Well, and I'm with you. You know, we were talking about this the other day. I used to like listening to Joe Walsh. He was on, I think, at WLS at Chicago, I believe. I don't think it was GN. And I would listen to him there in Northeast Indiana, and he made some sense. He was a Tea Party guy. And then somewhere along the way, you're right, it left nuts. I, I like that. I, I'm going to have to coin that or something, <laughs> because it's amazing. But, you know... It, it, I just feel like the authenticity of a Joe Walsh is gone. I I, I did the show yesterday, and he was on with Stephanopoulos, and and, and he's he, he's. Let me correct you on that, Matt. It's George Stephanopoulos. Oh, there it. I like your name even better, but you know he's trying so hard, Chris, to to atone for his sins and to come out because we know that Bill Crystal, who, you know, the weekly standard is now kaput. I mean, you, you yeah. know, we know never Trumpism's not working. These never Trumpers, but there is a segment out there that just, they are mentally so, uh, I don't, I don't even know the word I'm looking for, not deranged, but they're so ginned up over what Trump's doing. They just have to defeat him. Well, I, I got to see this. There, it is deranged. There's the uh, they call it the Trump derangement syndrome, and it's real. And uh, people like Joe Walsh and Bill Crystal suffer from this. Uh, Bill Crystal, especially, he's been a never Trumper from the beginning, and he makes he, he has done literally a 180 on every single thing he preached on television and radio for 25, 30 years. So he's nuts. Uh, back to uh, Joe Walsh, and and I think you're absolutely right. He's sucking up to people like, uh, as you mentioned, George Stuff and Octopus. You like that one? I'm yeah, gonna keep- yeah. Keep going. Oh, yeah, I keep going up with George Snuffleupagus, whatever. Okay, so he's he seems to be, when it comes to Joe Walsh, he seems to be sucking up to these people. I think you're right, and I think you said it on the phone yesterday, that he, he's a bit of a chameleon. So what he's doing is, I guess, what he thinks is best for him, so he's trying to go to whatever. The weirdest thing was when he was on the station that I'm on, on 700 AM in Houston, I used to listen to him in the evenings, and for the first few months, every there's a, when I talk about Trump derangement syndrome, we see the media go crazy. Every time Trump does something or says something or whatever that they disagree with, they jump on it as though, we got him, he's a racist, he's a sexist, he's a spy, he's a misogynist, oh, he's a white nationalist now, whatever it is, they jump on it and they just go after him and this is it. 
And what, what I call with people like Bill Crystal or there's certain other talk show hosts I won't name, they take the bait every time. Every time they jump on it and said, see, and in Joe Walsh's case, it was, I told you this was coming. I told you he was going to do this. I told everybody, which he didn't, by the way. And then <laughs> less than a day or two or three later, you find out it was fake news, which there's a lot of that out there, fake news. And he's wrong. And then he falls for the bait. He was falling for the bait probably every other week on the program, just like you probably saw yesterday. That Donald Trump, talk about fake news to the nth degree. Was it Axios or whatever reported that he actually considered dropping nuclear weapons in hurricanes? Did you see that Hillary Clinton actually refuted that? Yeah, uh, yeah. well, I saw that she she tweeted about it. Hey, can you, and, and you know, it's amazing because Chris, you just hit on us. We got Chris X Radio, by the way. We got Chris X down there in Houston, Texas. He's on KSEV 700 AM. He's the voice of Texas, four to six. You got to listen to him Monday through Thursday. You can go to, I. are you an iHeart channel? Can you go to iHeart? Listen to you. Um, you know what we? I know we have. We're on TuneIn, the TuneIn Radio okay. app. I know KSEV Radio has its own app as well, so people can download that. But just KSEVRadio.com, you'll find everything you need right there. I'm glad you said that because I didn't know which way to go with that. I did not know. I was unprepared on that. I did not know. But right. go find and listen to Chris because he's fantastic. But you know the amazing thing is. Trump went over to the to the G7, which should be the G8, but Obama snookered Putin and, and we got that whole deal going on. But, you know, the amazing thing is Trump came out. I don't know if you saw this tweet or not, Chris. He said, you know, it's amazing how the me how all these world leaders keep asking me why the media hates our country so much. Isn't that a and you know, Chris, you know that pisses the mainstream media off because they can't get in front of that story. You just hit on it. The mainstream media, it doesn't matter what Trump does, they're gonna find a way to make him put him in a bad light. So what does Trump do? Well, all these world leaders keep asking me why the mainstream media hates America. Well, you know, it's interesting. They hate uh, our version of America, yours and mine, Matt. It's yeah. weird. They hate conservatism. They hate anyone that doesn't agree with them. It's funny. They run around. They're all the exact opposite of what they claim to be. None of them are progressive. They're all regressive in their thinking. They all claim to be progressive and tolerant. They are absolutely intolerant of anyone who disagrees with the way they think the world should be. And they, they're like I said, they're they're wanting this globalist mentality where we're all even. Remember Barack Obama saying yeah. that he thinks other countries should be like us, not big fans of American exceptionalism. So what they do is they're they're looking to tear down this guy at any opportunity because I, I don't know if you saw the poll here. What was it over the last few days? What is it up to like a 67, 68 percent that Trump will be reelected? Yeah, and then they, almost 70 percent, my friend. Oh, man. It's okay. See, there you go. It's gotten even higher. It drives them crazy. So they're looking to destroy him in every avenue. The problem is their overzealousness to try to destroy him. They will jump on every bit of fake information, every fake report, anything that's fake. They're all fake news now because they won't take the time to go get the real news. And even when they do, they bury it because they understand the real stuff does not help them. Uh, you're talking about Trump's Twitter. He tweeted out, uh, what was it yesterday? Uh, great respect for the fact that President she and his representatives want calm resolution. Yeah, that's what they wanted after he did the deal with Japan. So impressed they're willing to come out and state the facts so accurately. This is why he is a great leader and representing a great country. Talks are continuing. 
their heads exploded because yes. now they're negotiating. They thought Ch we got them on China. No, wrong again. Well, let me let me ask you a question, and, and we're going to finish up with this because I've kept you here for about long enough. I want you to get back to your life. But, you know, I think China, and in your, in your opinion, I think China was trying to hold off negotiation with Trump. They've been watching the mainstream media over here. They really thought that Biden might be able to get into power. But, dude, what in the world has happened to Joe? Joe Biden. <laughs> I mean, this dude, he's in, where was he? He was in New Hampshire and thought he was in Vermont. He, you know, honestly, though, I, I won't even beat him up too bad over that because those little, I mean, I know they're historic areas, but dude, I'm from Texas. Those are pissant states, man. <laughs> I mean, they're tiny. Tests. I remember when I was 15 years old and had my permit and I got to drive up through Maine and Vermont, New Hampshire. I was like, every 15 minutes I was in a new state. I'm like, <laughs> what kind of state is this? You can drive through in 15 minutes. I'm used to get in Texas. You can jump in a car and head west, drive for three days. You're still not out of Texas. Oh, it is a big state. After moving down here, my wife and I are amazed. You're right. You can drive for seven, eight, nine hours and not leave this state, which is really crazy. But let, let's talk about this really quick because I think China thought that maybe the mainstream media was going to somehow manipulate Joe Biden into the driver's seat. And you know what Joe Biden and his son Hunter and the Chinese, and mm -hmm. you kind of know that stuff behind there. Do you think now the Chinese are starting to say, do, do you think they sit around their little corners and say, what in the hell is going on with Joe Biden? We probably ought to do a, tr we ought to do a trade deal. Well, it's it's funny because those are, it's an interesting tie-in because it absolutely does. Um, when it comes to China, China is a big dog and they know it. They've been able to bully their, their neighbors around a little bit and get away with a lot of stuff. Yep. And then, of course, when Barack Obama, the beta in chief who was, who was there, I know we have the new beta who's beta, but whatever. <laughs> um, but Barack Obama, so, and they pushed him around at every opportunity and got over on him. And, and, but he wasn't the only one. Honestly, they did it to Bush. They did it to mm -hmm. Clinton. They did the other Bush. So, They've used their their way to throw around. Well, you've got this new guy who's Trump. The I call him the apex predator because he is. He's bigger, stronger than all of them, and they respect him. Yep. Contrary to what you hear in the lamestream media yep. here, all the other countries actually respect him because he's a self-made man. He's a billionaire, yep. and he takes nothing from anyone. Yep. So what happened is they were sort of holding off because they were able to buy off Joe Biden with the deals through his son, yep. just like Ukraine did. We're talking about billions of dollars that they went through. So they were able to put his son to work, put him on a board, let him make $48,000 a month and do this. And Joe Biden or Sleepy Joe and, and Barack would do whatever they wanted. Well, the problem is you can't buy off this dude. Donald Trump, the apex predator, you can't buy him off. So what does he want? Well, he wants to be liked by Americans. He loves this country and he wants it to do well. So what is he going to do? He's going to do what's best for America. So I think they were trying to bide their time to see where this whole election thing is going. Because another thing, too, these other countries, they know our electoral process better than the average American. Mm -hmm. They understand that every two to four to six to eight years, they have new people coming in. And somebody like Donald Trump can walk on in and go, here's your Iran nuclear agreement. Rip it to pieces and go, this is garbage. It's not worth anything. They know. So what they were doing is probably kicking back going, let's hold out as long as we can. One, to see if he'll blink. Two, to see if he's going to, how's it looking for this next election? If he's not going to win and a Democrat wins, they know they're scot-free. Yep. But what happened is, as you mentioned, the polls came through. It's looking like Trump's going to be our guy. He goes down. He doesn't back down. And then he swings this deal with Japan. They have no choice but to come to the table now. Otherwise, 
it just crushes them. Now, as far as Joe Biden is concerned, that dude, he's always been this way. He's on permanent vacation, isn't he? Yeah, well, he's always said gaffes. He's always said dumb things. He's always been kind of off kilter. Now, I think he's likable enough, but now he's 87 years old or whatever it is. <laughs> 95, 100, close. He's I, yeah, old. I think, yeah, 187, whatever it is. He, he's older now, so he even has more gaffes. They can't even keep him on prompter. And the problem is now he's running against Democrats. And, and as we know, the tide of the Democrat Party is not going older and whiter. It's going younger and darker. And what I mean by that is they want people of color. They want females. They want gays. They want trans. They want all of these other things. He's not what they're looking for. So what's happening is every time he makes a mistake, instead of burying it and hiding it because you don't want to make Barack Obama look bad, well, now they're going to spotlight it so they can get their Elizabeth Warren or Kamala Harris or even crazy Barney Sanders, whichever you pick. They're trying to get somebody else, which he's even older and whiter, I think. Oh, my goodness. I'll tell you what. That's 25 minutes of radio. You will hear nowhere else, my folks. All right, Chris X, Chris X Radio. Tell everybody from the Matlock Show, how can they listen to you? Where are you at? How can they connect? Give us all your give us all your verifieds. Here's the spiel, all right? All right, I'm on uh, weekdays, Monday through Thursday, 4 to 6 p.m. in Houston, Texas, on 700 AM KSEV. You can listen online, of course, at the website, ksevradio.com. You can download the KSEV radio app. You can listen on TuneIn Radio. Uh, So there's a million different ways. You can find it all over the place. Of course, I do the program. I always uh, post the links on my Facebook page, which is Chris X. Feel free to go like that Facebook page, and then you can follow me, and I'll be dragging Matt on my program here sometime in the near future as well. Well, I have to tell you, so first of all, thank you for being on the Matlock Show. Secondly, you're one of the smartest guys in radio I know, Chris. So keep up the great work. Thank you for well, being thank you for, thank you for being who you are. I mean, dude, you are a fantastic radio host, getting the conservative word out. You do it in a way that most people can't. It's amazing. You have a great show, and you have a fan here and a brother for life, my man. Well, I appreciate that. You're definitely my brother from another mother, and I the same sentiments go towards you. I'm honored you had me on your show, and I really appreciate the opportunity to come on. And like I said, I'll be getting you on my show here in the near future. We've uh, we we've got some history between us. We we're conservative cartel brothers, and we're brothers for life. All right, what a great interview. Hey, guys, do me a big favor. Head over to thematlockshow.com, thematlockshow.com, L-O-C-K-E. Hit that link for Verve forever v-e-r-v-e ver forever cbd oil creams for you for your pets for our veterans it's an amazing amazing deal you have to check it out i am an ambassador if you can believe that a celebrity ambassador so that is a fantastic thing but you got to hurry up today is august 27th you have until august 31st if you use verve v-e-r-v-e Five zero, you're going to get 50% off if this is your first time buy. If you're a first-time customer, we're going to give you a fantastic deal, 50% off, Verve 50, Verve 50, V-E-R-V-E 50, 50% off your initial purchase. And if you order if you order over $100 and you live in the continental United States, we're going to give you free shipping. Head over to the card, or the cartel, oh my God. I was sitting there talking to Chris X, and here you go. Head over to the matlockshow.com. L-O-C-K-E, thematlockshow.com. Hit that Verve link. Order today. CBDs, inflammation, pain, headaches, sleeping. Does all kinds of things. We order it for our dog. I told you about that yesterday. Head over to thematlockshow.com. L-O-C-K-E. 
hit that Verve link. Use Verve 50, get 50% off today. God, what a great interview. We talked about all kinds of things. And while Chris and I were doing that interview, um, this article came out from a good friend, Brandon Morse of the Morse Code of Mojo 50 Radio. Love, Brandon. He, he writes over at Red State. So if you get a chance, get over to redstate.com. But uh, Joe Walsh, and I'm a, <laughs> I did not know that Chris X could do Joe Walsh. I mean, his imitations are so funny and so spot on. I, I wish I could do that. I'm kind of jealous of that. I miss that with the old cartel days because Chris, not only is he one of the best minds in conservative radio, he can do all that funny imitation stuff. He's like Rich Little. I might be dating myself here. I don't know if you guys remember Rich Little, but that dude could do so many voices. He was an impersonator. But anyway, he pulled out the Joe Walsh. And uh, I told you about my background, Joe Walsh, from being from Northeast Indiana. I would sometimes tune into WLS over in Chicago. And Joe Walsh had a show over there. That's where he started. He's from Illinois. You know, he was 2010 Tea Partier, got in as a congressman, served one term, got out, got into radio, got financed by big money, and I'm not going to go into that deal. But uh, Joe Walsh may have ruined his career over his insistence that President Donald Trump is the worst president in history. Now, you know, he, he I, I talked about this yesterday. I, I, I played some, some clips that they had going on, but he's, you know, he's doing it for America. He's doing it because all these Republicans behind closed doors, well, they're upset. They think he's a misogynist. They think that he's racist. They think he's feminist. And, and Joe just needs to do something. So for the greater good of the country, he's going to primary President Trump. Now, I have this question in the back of my head. And as I've watched all this news come out, I thought to myself, um, is your radio show doing any good if you're going to run for president? I mean, you think that, right? Because I follow Joe Walsh on Twitter and I watch his tweets and this guy went from a Tea Party conservative, a lot of the things that Trump supported, he supported. You heard uh, Chris X there in the interview. He called Obama a Muslim. I mean, well, I've been racist on Twitter, but I'm not a racist kind of guy, right? And look, you should never apologize for what you say because hell, Obama may be a Muslim. I said it. I'm not running for president ever. I can tell you one thing with certainty, you will never see Matt Locke run for president in the United States. Just isn't going to happen. So I can say things like that. I'm going to have my radio show. Um, but here's Joe Walsh. So Walsh began as a major Trump supporter, but over time became one of his most ardent opponents. And as Mike Ford reported over at Red States over the weekend, Walsh announced his intention to primary Trump and run for president himself. The likelihood of Walsh beating Trump and taking the presidency is so minimal that you'd have to see his chances through a high-powered microscope. According to Gallup, Trump has an 88% approval rating among Republicans, and his economy is off the charts. And now he's making trade deals over at G7, which the whole country's like, well, he doesn't know what he's doing, but yet he's doing an in-run around China. And I've got that story from my good friend Rick Manning over for Americans for a Limited Government. We're going to discuss here in the in the bottom of, our, of, of, the, of this hour. But uh, the likelihood of Walsh beating Trump, not very good. Walsh has now said that he lost his nationally syndicated radio show during a CNN interview after he revealed that the majority of his listeners are pro-Trump. I'm going to see if this will play. I've never played a clip from this computer, so let's see if this is going to play here. We'll see if we can get her done. What's the impact, and I've been curious about this, because you're a conservative radio yes. talk show host, yes. and I have a hard time believing that your audience 
will will mm. like the idea that you're running against the president. So what has the impact been on your radio show? Um, 80 to 90 percent of my audience supports the president. I just found out that I lost my national radio show. So so that's gone. But I figured that might happen, John. You lost it. Why? Uh, I don't know why. I just got a notice before I came in the studio. Um, I'm running for president. I oppose this president. Most of my listeners support the president. It's not an easy thing to do to be in conservative talk radio and oppose this president. I, I knew that, John, when I made the announcement tomorrow, yesterday, that it could be in jeopardy. Hmm. So no more radio show at all for you? No more radio show, but that's okay. I'm going to campaign full time. Okay, so he's, that's okay, he says. Oh, that's okay. Um, I knew this might happen. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Come on. Now, you don't think, I'm going to tell you what I think happened. You know, first of all, Joe Walsh has zero chance of primarying, of, of beating President Trump. I mean, you got Bill Weldon there as well. We can talk about that a little bit. But there is no, Donald Trump, you know, and, and I'm getting responses on Twitter. I want you to understand this. No one's going to divide votes. No one's going to do any of this because it's a primary. Donald Trump's going to run for president again, and he's going to crush the left. There is no way, if you look at the, the support that Donald Trump currently has among the Republican Party, it's it's like 90%, 88, 90 plus percent. There's no way that a Joe Walsh or a Bill Weld's coming in. Now, here's my initial thoughts. Joe Walsh was losing his nationally syndicated show. Uh, Salem Radio Network, which he's on uh, down here on 660 The Answer in, in DF. W, um, they were getting tired of him. I, I can tell you what's going on. They were getting tired of Joe Walsh. They were getting tired of the non, I mean, non-American, the guy went completely liberal and, and you know, SRN Salem radio network is, it, it's a really weird deal. I've talked to them before. I know some, I know some folks over there. They're kind of moderate in their views, which is fine. They've got an audience just like I do, but they're not liberal. And they're not going to sit there and, and let Joe Walsh take their station to that place. So they fired him. So what does he do? He knew. I mean, I want you to think about this for a second. I think he knew he was going to get fired. I think he knew he was losing his radio job. So he reaches out to one Bill Crystal. He reaches out to these never Trumpers. And he says, hey, guys, you know, for whatever reason, and I don't know why. I mean, I can't tell you. I, I'm not Joe Walsh. I don't know why Joe Walsh would all of a sudden go from a Tea Party conservative to a liberal, but uh, maybe he thought that was going to help him with ratings or an audience or to, uh, my next thought is, he's going to land a job on CNN. He, he wants to, I, I mean, if you look at it, this is amazing. Andrew McCabe just got hired over at CNN. The dude lied under oath. Three different times. It, it has criminal charges. Well, he has criminal referrals filed against him. They're still they're still investigating him. But if you're Joe Walsh, you're sitting back here saying, wait a minute. If I act like a liberal, if I go to that side, maybe I will have a paycheck and a guaranteed audience and a guaranteed position within somewhere like MSNBC or CNN. I don't know his thought process, but it's a bad one. But now... You know, he's lost his radio show. And he says, I don't know why I lost my radio. Yeah, yeah, you do. Yes, you do. First of all, did you think, I mean, my good friend Casey Hendrickson, who I'm going to be filling in for next week up at uh, 95.3 Michiana's News Channel in South Bend, uh, he was on Facebook this morning, and he says, uh, Joe, <laughs> um, you didn't think you were going to keep your radio show and run for president, right? You have to, you know, you have to campaign. 
You have to go out and you have to you have to raise money. You have to do. You're not going to sit there and do your radio show five days a week, you know, because what was what would he do? I mean, here's the other thing that Salem probably is looking at. You know, we have these big microphones, and of course, Joe Walsh has a has a big microphone. It's a national audience, right? The, Salem Radio is not going to allow him to do his show and say, yeah, I'm running for president. Yeah, that's free advertising. They're paying him. I mean, if you really think about this, Salem Radio would be paying Joe Walsh to go on the microphone and get to all of these, I don't know how I don't know how many affiliates he has or how, how much he's syndicated around the country, but it would be free advertising for him to run for president. Do you think Salem Radio Network's going to do that? I mean, Joe's not a very bright guy. I mean, if Joe thought, that Salem Radio Network was going to continue to employ him while he ran for president, and he's crazy. I don't think he thought that. I actually think, and here's my little behind-the-scenes thought, I think they fired him. I think they let him go. I, I think they saw what, what, what was coming. I think they they understood who Joe Walsh was. They saw the change. They, they, they saw his radio. His, his I'll tell you, his ratings have probably fallen. Because like he said, 90% of his viewership is pro-Trump and he's anti-Trump. I mean, his ratings probably fell. Advertisers are probably getting pissed. Radio is a business. And if you're not bringing in ROI, return on investment, you're not going to have a radio show for long. You're just not. So I think he got fired. He approached Bill Crystal and the Never Trumpers and said, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to go down this path because I believe it's best for me. And I'm telling you, I believe he's angling for a position on CNN, MSLSD, one of the liberal networks, because that's all he has left. Now, he said he found out moments before he went on air that he lost his radio show. He says, quote, I'm running for president. I oppose this president. Most of my listeners support the president. It's not an easy thing to do to be in conservative talk radio and oppose the president. You can oppose Trump. I oppose Trump on some things. It doesn't mean I'm not conservative. There are some things that Trump does that drives me nuts. But 90%, maybe 95% of what the president does, I love. And it's not because he's a conservative or a Republican. It, it, or, or a Democrat or whatever the hell party affiliation he is, it's because he's an American and he loves America as much as I do. Now, I don't, Joe Walsh, do you not love America? Because he's like, oh, well, Trump's childish and he's racist and he's misogynistic and he's crazy and we got to bring back the 25th Amendment. This guy has lost his marbles. Now, he says he's okay with losing his job. Well, you have no choice. You've been fired and that he's going to campaign full time. He says who he's going to try to win over is, you know, a mystery. Even his own fan base wasn't with him. Regardless, many mainstream news outlets who were content to call Walsh a racist and a crackpot are now giving him all the airtime he can possibly have. And thank you, Brandon Morse, over there at Red State. RedState.com. Go check that out. Joe Walsh has lost his radio show. Brandon Morse, um, former Code Monkey, former Mojo Five O. Uh, radio host with me, but uh, it's a great article. And of course, you know, the left is going to give Joe a platform because they've got Trump derangement syndrome. You heard Chris X talk about it in the interview here earlier in the show. They've got Trump derangement syndrome. Anybody that's going to come out against Donald Trump, they're going to give plenty of airtime to because they don't care right now. They don't care right now because there is no Democrat candidate. They're, they're, they're still going through the primaries. They're all pissed. The left out there today, I've seen stories, oh, well, we're mad about the rules about you know getting into the debates. Um, you got to have some kind of rules, but they're going to, the, the, the press is going to give anybody, they're going to shove a microphone and a camera in your face if you're going to talk negatively about Donald Trump. They're going to. 
they're, they're going to shove a microphone and a camera in your face so that you can talk negatively about Donald Trump. That's what they're going to do because that's what they want. They're never Trumpers. I mean, these, these, these news outlets are not news. They're propaganda for the Democrat Party, and they're going to do everything they can to make sure that they, they put our president, Donald Trump, in the worst light possible. And now they've got Joe Walsh out there spewing his crap, saying, oh, the guy's a racist, and we need to, we need to make sure we get out of there. And, and, and Republicans behind closed doors are talking, and they feel the same way I do. And nah, nah, nah. No, they don't. Joe, no, they don't. And, and maybe some Republicans don't like him. Don't get me wrong. I mean, Donald Trump. He's not, he's not making any, he's not making any friends, you know, because Republicans up on Capitol Hill, along with these Democrats are all about the same. Most of them. I said this before, and I'm going to say it again. I bet you, you could count on a couple hands, how many diehard conservatives we have up on Capitol Hill working for you and me. They're all greedy, power hungry morons who would do anything to stab, I think the president in the back. So I don't doubt there aren't some people behind closed doors saying, oh, gosh, Trump's uh, I mean, he's really upsetting the apple cart. We ought to do something about this. Will Joe Walsh gain traction now? The country loves Donald Trump. And I'm going to tell you, these Republicans, they're not stupid by any means. They know the country loves Trump. We're going to get another four years of them. It, it, Joe Walsh, I'm not for sure, but I can tell you what. You wait, you watch, you see. He's going to end up somewhere like on a CNN, an MSLSD, some liberal rag network because he believes that's where he can get paid, stay, become a, an expert, a commentator, and make his way. All right, guys, head over to CombatFlipFlops.com. CombatFlipFlops.com. Good friends of the Matlock Show. I got my no-rise. I got my no-rise flopperators. They're actually called zero-rise. They're good for your back. So I've got the regular coyote flopperators. I've got the zero-rise flopperators. I love them. I absolutely love them. Or flip-flops 95% of the time because it's hot down here in Dallas-Fort Worth. you got to get over to combatflipflops.com. You have to use LOCK25. That's L-O-C-K-E-2-5. You will get 25% off of anything you order from combatflipflops.com. And Griff and, and, and Lee over there, good friends of the Matlock Show, um, here's what they've done. They've, made, they've set up a company that makes great product, but they give a portion of the sale to help educate Afghanistan women because they believe that education will stop fighting. So they're educating these women to understand what's going on, to see if they can't curtail war. So for every purchase you make over at combatflipflops.com, you'll be helping to eliminate war. Bad for running, worse for fighting. Head over to combatflipflops.com. Use LOCK25LOCKE. Save 25% today. All right. I want to get back to Chris X and I. Beginning of the program, we talked about the G7 or the G8 or whatever hell designation they want to put on this thing. But uh, Rick Manning over at Americans for Limited Government. Good friend of mine. I've, I've, I've interviewed Rick many times. Very smart guy when it comes to geopolitical type uh, stories, situations, and trade. Here's the headline. Trump isolates China by making deals with the rest of the world. Now, Chris X talked about this. I'm going to talk about this. I don't think you understand how big this is. And, and here is the backdrop 
that I want to put it up against. Because what is the left? What is the mainstream media out reporting today? Trump's in over his head. Trump is a big failure at the G7. All of these world leaders see him as a disaster. Oh my God, he's terrible. He can't cope, blah, 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 blah. I mean, it is a, it's amazing. If you were just to listen to ABC, NBC, CBS, CNN, MSLSD, you would think that our president is an absolute moron. Seriously, you would think that he's inept. You, you would think that he doesn't know how to tie his shoe. You would think that he's being drugged around G7 by the nose by all of these foreign leaders and that he is ju he just does not know what he's doing. But yet here, China, listen to this, China and the United States traded punches last week in the ongoing trade dispute after China announced tariffs increases on 75 billion of U.S. agriculture and other goods. So China says, you know what? We're going to start playing some hardball. We're going to start putting tariffs on some stuff. It caused the stock market to take a little plunge. You know, it did a bunch of stuff. The stock market today is down about 80 points, which uh, not real bad actually, but uh, you know, it, it, the stock market fell right? So China puts these tariffs on, uh, on our agriculture and other goods. So the Trump administration said, you know what? Hold my beer. And they decided to respond by ending a delay in the imposition of U.S. tariffs and on 300 billion of Chinese goods and by tacking on a 5% increase in overall tariffs to boot. Now, Sunday, Trump really got under China's skin. Because at the G7 meeting, he announced that Japan would replace China's broken corn purchase promise with $7 billion of agricultural product purchases. I want you to think about this for a second. So Trump's over there at the G7. He's working deals all over the place. And China's trying to put the squeeze on us. The mainstream media is telling you that our, that our president is a moron. So what does he do? a trade deal with Japan. Now, the bilateral deal will also allow the U.S. increased access to Japan's markets for other agricultural goods and some industrial items, and the U.S. will lower tariffs on an array of Japanese products, including auto parts and industrial items. While the, Jap the, the, while the Japanese agreement falls short of a comprehensive free trade agreement, the pact signals that major strides are being made toward a bilateral treaty with the Japanese that deals with currency manipulation and fits the specific needs of both nations, replacing the disastrous 11-nation, one-size-fits-all trans-Pacific partnership of which Japan is a signatory. We are not. Remember, Trump wouldn't sign the TPP because it was garbage. Now, the multi-billion dollar deal with one of the United States' closest G7 allies, Japan has the third largest economy in the world. Signals that Trump's strategy of isolating China to ratchet up, ratchet up the pressure is fully engaged. See, that's what Chris X and I were talking about earlier in the show. Trump is doing an in-run around China. Japan is the third largest economy in the, in the world. We're number one. China's number two. Japan's number three. So now we're going to deal with Japan, number three. That cuts number two out of the fix. Now, that's not it because I was telling you this isn't the only thing that's going to happen. However, the Japan trade announcement was likely just the tip of the iceberg from the meeting with the China-U.S. trade war at the top of the minds of everyone except for host country France's President Emmanuel Macron, it is safe to assume 
that conversations with newly admitted UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson, fifth largest economy, EU heads of state including Angela Merkel, fourth largest economy, and even a side meeting with India's Prime Minister Narendra Modi, sixth largest economy, all focused upon bilateral trade with the US. Think about that for a second now. I want you to put this in context, okay? Now we're working with Japan, third lar largest economy. Then we go to Germany, fourth largest economy. Then you go to the UK, fifth largest economy. Then you end up in India with the sixth largest economy. Guess where that puts China? On the outs. Puts them on the outside looking in. It is amazing. It is unbelievable. And yet, what does the media tell you? That Donald Trump doesn't know what he's doing, that he has no clue, but yet he's running around over there at the G7 making all kinds of deals outside of China. Now, why does this matter? And why has China signaled in the midst of the G7 meetings they desire to calm the trade front? Isolation. As Stephen Moser, the author of Bully of Asia, while China's, why China's dream is the new threat to the world order, explained, explained last Friday, he said the tariffs have hurt the export sector of economy tremendously in China. And remember, that's the only sector of the economy that actually makes money. The rest of the economy loses money. China is what? A dictatorship. The government runs everything. So their economy completely loses money except for exporting goods to other countries that they make cheaply. What has Trump told us from the very beginning? We don't need China. China needs us. We are China's number one, number one customer. We are the richest country on the planet. We buy a lot of their junk. And if we stop buying their junk, what happens? They wither on the vine. It's amazing. But the left, well, we can't. And I talked about this in the interview. We, we got to take it. It's unfair. We can't be the biggest economy in the world. We can't be the best. We got to feel bad. We got to run around the, the world and apologize for how great we are. we are. And Trump said, wait a minute. Why are we apologizing? Why are we running around the planet apologizing for how great we are? Why are we apologizing for being the number one economy in the world? Why are we, we, we just want a fair trade deal. We're tired of getting screwed. China's stealing our intellectual property. They're manipulating their currency. They're taking all of our, all of our intelligence. They're spying on us. They're doing all this stuff. How about if we do something to stop it? All the other presidents before me should have done something. I'm going to. Now the Trump trade policy is designed to reorder a world economic system that was built to consign America to the role of a constant donor state with trade deficits transferring U.S. wealth and industry around the world. It's exactly right. In its place, Trump is negotiating a series of reciprocal bilateral arrangements built upon the foundation of intellectual property protection, lowered tariffs for U.S. Ex exports, and the ending of currency manipulations. These changes will allow U.S. goods and the jobs created in making them to compete and win markets around the world. And at its core... This reordering is about ending, ending the intellectual property theft, forced technology transfers, and currency manipulation that allows China to make their products cheaper than the U.S.-made goods and their global domestic competition against us. 
by pursuing trade deals with Japan, Vietnam, and India, along with a just-revamped South Korean free trade agreement, the 2004 Australian free trade deal, and the waiting-to-be-ratified U.S.-Mexico-Canada deal that upgrades and replaces NAFTA, President Trump is aggressively seeking bilateral arrangements with nations that worry China the most. What's more, a quick agreement with Great Britain and potentially one with the European Union and Brazil built upon the foundation of intellectual property protection and rejection of currency manipulation will create a freedom framework for trade that China will be forced to join or else losing access to the world's largest economies for their exports where they make money. You see what Trump's doing? The left is so ridiculous. The left is so damn stupid. They think we're morons, and I'm tired of it, and so is Trump. And what has Trump done? Screw you. I'm taking this by the horns, and I'm going to fix it. I'm going to make America great again. I'm going to keep America great again, and here we are. How can you vote for anybody else and forget Joe Walsh? All right, head over to scarsandstripescoffee.com, S-C-A-R-S, scarsandstripescoffee.com. Great coffee, by the way. They've added more blends, so you can get over to scarsandstripescoffee.com and order. You can use Zeus. I had Zach Brown from Scars and Stripes on here last Monday. I'm a big fan of theirs. They've taken an e-commerce platform, and they're empowering veterans. And you know my heart for vets here at the Matlock Show, the conservative cartel, all the time I've been doing radio. I love our veterans. I love our first responders, our firefighters, our police officers. I love them all. I want to help them. That's what Scars and Stripes has done. They've given them the ability to come have their own mission. They're teamed up in small groups. They have a leader. They can go out and they can have a side business, a full business, whatever it is. You can help. They're going to have the largest veteran sales force in the country, Scars and Stripes Coffee. Go. Go check them out today. The link is on my website as well, thematlockshow.com. But you can head over to scarsandstripescoffee.com, get you some great coffee, Help out a veteran. What better way to do so? Scarsandstripescoffee.com. Do it now. All right. Last story here. Got about six minutes. I'm going to tell you, this is the left. This is what you're voting for when we start talking about Democrats. San Francisco. San Francisco has a new definition of political insanity, and you're not going to believe this. I mean, San Francisco is the poop capital of the world. Uh, some in, in, ingenious app designer has come up with an app to tell you where piles of poop are in the city. But the latest, but not surely the last demonstration of insanity is San Francisco's Board of Supervisors' adoption of a new person-first language guidelines meant to change the public's perception of criminals. Now, Chris X hit on this a little bit in our interview today, but this is amazing. I want you to think about this again. The Board of Supervisors of San Francisco adopted a new person-first language guideline meant to change the public's perception of criminals. The words convicted felon, offender, convict, addict, and juvenile delinquent are now out. They're out. They're gone. They no longer matter. They don't count. You cannot say them. These individuals will henceforth be referred to as a justice-involved person. 
Holy cow. A justice-involved person. Someone previously called a criminal will now be referred to as a returning resident or a formerly incarcerated person. Isn't it the same thing? Supervisor Matt Haney told the San Francisco Chronicle, the intent is to keep people from being forever labeled for the worst things that they have done. We want them ultimately to become contributing citizens and referring to them as felons is like a scarlet letter that they can never get away from. Hey, here's a little deal. Here, here's a note. Don't break the law. Don't become a criminal. Let's, but you know what the left's going to do? They're going to change the language. So language has or used to have a purpose beyond interpersonal communication. Like so much else today, language has now been appropriated to advance political agendas. The encroachment of euphemisms on common sense is everywhere. Illegal immigrants have become undocumented workers. Babies in the womb lose their humanity when they are labeled fetuses. Euphemisms are most used to hide a more accurate description of behavior or status in order to avoid conflict or not to injure someone who might be offended or hurt. It fails to communicate anything meaningful while claiming to do so. George Orwell called it newspeak or double speak. And if you haven't read 1984, you should. I bought the book about four or five months back. I reread it. It's unbelievable. Winston, the truth ministry, double speak, news speak. Here we go. Too often euphemisms are used to make bad behavior appear good or at least tolerable and to allow one to avoid responsibility and accountability. They are interpreted according to one's personal wishes. As Humpty Dumpty told Alice in the Lewis Carroll classic, when I use a word, it means just what I chose it to mean. Neither more nor less. The English language always conveyed meaning properly written and spoken. It suggests one was educated and capable of conversing in polite company. Today, it is often used to cover up true intentions. Consider how often racism is misapplied. So you have the board of San Francisco saying, um, 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 we don't want to give these folks a scarlet letter. We don't want to label them a felon for life. We don't want to call them criminals. So from now on... We're going to call these people justice-involved persons, or we're going to call them returning residents, or we're going to call them formerly incarcerated persons. Just go poop in the street. Seriously. San Francisco has went down the crapper. This is crazy. Just because you change a word doesn't change a person's motives. It doesn't change that person's crime. It doesn't make them less of a criminal. It doesn't make them less of a felon. And you're not helping anybody because once you move, I mean, I want you to think about this for a second. If you leave San Francisco, you're still a felon. That didn't change just because you're in San Francisco because now what's going to happen is all these felons, all these criminals, guess where they're going to go? Well, I'm going to go to San Francisco because these morons there believe that my felon status isn't what it should be. They're re, you know, defining the term. I can go there. I can get leniency and you know what you're you know what you're encouraging? Criminality. You're encouraging these criminals to come to your city to continue to be criminals because you don't look as harshly upon it. There is a reason 
There's a reason you're a criminal. There's a reason you're a felon. There's a reason we do what you do. Now, I'm with, I'm with some of this story. If you go to jail and you do your time and, and you become, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? If you do your time and you are reevaluated, if you change your ways, I'm all for giving you a chance. And it's not as if felons can't get a job. But when you break the crime and you get labeled a felon, it's going to be harder because you're a criminal. You chose to be a criminal. And your actions, your choices, well, they have, they have repercussions. They do. You're a criminal. You're a felon. It doesn't mean you're the worst person on the world. It means you did something stupid. You need to be held accountable for it. And if you can straighten your life out, you can make it happen. You can make it happen. That's the amazing thing about this country. Just because you're a felon doesn't mean that you can't be successful. It just means it's going to be harder because the actions you took have consequences. So stop trying to rewrite the language, San Francisco. Stop trying to be idiots. This is not the world I want to live in. Everybody has a fair chance. We all live under the law. We're all held accountable. And if you can't do that, then that's not my problem. But I should not have to hold you up. Jeez Louise. And that's it for today. Make sure. To share this, head over to thematlockshow.com. Find me at Real Matt Lock on Instagram, Twitter, and Parlor. The Cartel Matt on Facebook, The Matt Lock Show. Go over and check out the website. Merchandise is coming. I swear to you, I have an announcement. I just haven't gotten any information back yet. It's coming. I swear, I swear, I swear. And when it happens, you'll be the first to know. All right, guys, this has been The Matt Lock Show. And for today, I'm out. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans. 30% of Americans who are planning home improvements of $5,000 or more will pay for those renovations with a high-interest credit card. That may not be a great idea. A better idea may be to take cash out of your home with a Quicken Loans 30-year fixed-rate mortgage. The rate today on our 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 3.99%, APR 4.08%. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. Rate subject to change. Pay 1.25% fee to receive this discounted rate. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations.